Hey everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den. We are here with another episode and another book review because I have more books to review. So, so today we are reviewing a book called The Sorcerer's Guardian by Antonia Aquilante. Do forgive the mispronunciation of that name if it's wrong. And this one is apparently book four in a series, which... It's a little surprising. No, I haven't read the first three, but after this, I'd definitely be willing to go back and read the first three. So, without further ado, let's get into it. This book centers around a sorcerer named Saverin and a the guard captain of this kingdom of Tornai, I'm guessing I'm pronouncing that right, named Laureate. Um... Keep in mind, I'm coming in four books in, not starting at the beginning of the series, but that doesn't seem too disorienting, and it's not like I really need all of the info from the first three books. This one is just good enough where I would go back and read the first three books. Apparently, Saverin is the most powerful sorcerer in this kingdom, and he's worked directly under the princes. He's kind of arrogant, apparently very attractive, but... Bossy and demanding and very used to getting his way, even when dealing with the royalty. Cute, a few key things with the royalty here. Obviously, this kingdom is a lot more open-minded when it comes to sexuality, so... The higher-ups in this kingdom are all married to men. They're men married to men. Now, I know I'm missing a little something with one of the kids of the crown prince or whatever and his lover, but, eh, whatever. It wasn't too much. All I need to know is there's two men raising a kid happily. And I'm okay with that. But, um, so we have a very open-minded kingdom here, but Saverin is being charged with, or has taken charge of, looking at the magical boundary that protects their kingdom from outside magical attacks, and trying to figure out why there's a slight weakening in the barrier and so on. So he has to go out to do this, and when he elects to make this trip to go out and do this, the crown prince sends the captain of his guard, Laureate, with him. Very interesting. Now, there's a couple more things to kind of keep in mind with this one. A, magic is kind of referred to as a talent here like you're born with it or you're not it's not an ability that you learn or you pick up so there are people whose talent is magic such as Saverin, who his whole talent is identifying and using any form of magic other people their talent is healing specifically healing which is separate from sorcery uh there are weather changers and shifters which was interesting you don't find out till further through the book but still now they have this mission, and Saverin wants to go alone, but they have some bandits that have been plaguing the countryside, so the prince insists that the captain of the guard go with him. The captain of the guard isn't real happy because his main job is to protect the royal family, and he doesn't feel he can do that if he's away from the city, and they don't care. Um, they send him out anyway. So... We have two people who did not want to take this trip together, forced to take it because the prince is the ruler of this kingdom. And the fun kind of ensues just because they're not 
terribly similar, except that they're both very dedicated to the kingdom and the protection of the kingdom. But Laureate is a little wary of anything magical. And while he knows some things about it, really doesn't know enough to, I don't know, keep from being a scaredy bitch. Either way, it was fun for me as they go out on the journey. And, you know, this wasn't an immediate, you know, sparks flying type of thing. They really just didn't want to be around each other. It wasn't even a full-on dislike of each other, which is why I found it a little bit more tolerable. It was just Saverin is used to doing things on his own and felt that he would be fully capable of protecting himself and did not want an additional escort. And... Laureate just didn't want to be away from the palace, and Laureate also has family. He has a son, a biological son, um, and two sisters that live with him. He also has, you know, a very large extended family, you know, mom, dad, and all that stuff, that don't live in the capital city with him. They live on their own land because he's descended from nobility. Interesting thing about Saverin, he is the only member of his family to have the talent you know for magic and so on and he comes from a lower class family the worker class but as they are you know going through and having to make plans and they do have to coordinate their stuff with each other you know they bond a little bit and Saverin is willing to hold conversation if for no other reason than the sake of not being bored they get to know each other but inevitably you know where this type of story is going they end up messing around they have to at some point, it just becomes convenient, and then it becomes a little something more, and a little something more of what both of them kind of needed, because they've both been single, neither's been married, Saverin doesn't have any kids, um, Laureate has a son named Elaine, or Elaine, no, it's Elaine, whatever, you get the point. So... They, you know, deal with each other on the trip, and they do have one mishap, as, you know, um, Saverin is too engrossed in looking at the magical patterns of their barrier. They do come under attack. Still not made clear by the end of the book whether it was actually bandits or something more, but as far as we can tell, they're just bandits. And he wasn't able to, he was able to recover in time to defend himself, but he did, you know, end up somewhat wounded. And then he gets to meet, you know, Laureate's extended family, his parents and everything, because they happen to be close to that location. They've been messing around for quite a while. Both come into this kind of assuming it's just going to be an affair, a casual affair, which is fun to me. Just because most types, most books that I read, you know, they, they never go into a situation like this and say, oh, this is going to be a short-term affair, and when we get back, it's going to go to normal. And these characters outright say it and then don't do it because once they get back, they're like, well, nothing says that we have to immediately end our affair. We can still keep going as long as we want. More research is done. They find out the cause of the weakening of the barrier or the source of the magic that forms the barrier around their kingdom is, in fact, the royal line because, lo and behold... The rulers of the kingdom have a talent, too, and their talent is shifting. They shift into big, giant cats, which is amusing as hell to me. But it works because it's different than the standard, you know, werewolf shift shifter. So this kingdom is protected by giant fucking cats. Kind of love it, honestly, just because it's different. Um, but their bloodline is the source 
that kind of binds the magic together. And in order to strengthen and repair the barrier, Saverin has to work with them because he can't actually touch the source of the spells that form their barrier without the royalty present. So there's a big ritual thing and everybody gets all wiped out. Saverin uses up more power than he's ever used before and winds up weak for days. We have a, a bit of insight into the insecurities that he has in that a, you know, he does come from a poor family and he's tried to get his family to move out of the poor area of town, but that's where they're comfortable, so he just has to go visit. Um, and he kind of takes that a little personal that he wants to do more for them and they won't allow it. But also, throughout the story, we see that this world is not completely accepting of... Sorcerers and magic. Um, while they know it's around and exists, they fear what they don't readily understand. So Saverin often is deferred to just because he's so powerful and people look at him as something a little more than human, borderline on monstrous. When he demonstrates his abilities even in a helpful way, people become very wary of him. And on the other hand, Laureate is very scared of magic. He doesn't want to admit it, but he's scared of it. It intimidates him because it's something he nor his family can do. And it's not exactly something he can defend against. There's even a discussion where Saverin explains to him if they do come into contact with other magic users, the best way for him to defend himself, which would be to attack them before they get their wits about him and can start casting spells. Um, and then when Saverin does this ritual and he loses his power, you realize that he is centered so much of who he is around his talent that he doesn't know what he is outside of it. And he's scared that he won't be able to use it again because he's so drained for so long. Fortunately, his powers come back and they come back the, you know as strong as they ever were. It just takes some work and some rebuilding and his confidence. They do have little fights here and there, misunderstandings where Laureate doesn't necessarily understand that he can't dictate what Saverin will do when it comes to his magic. He does get upset that Saverin is a little more aware of the risk that he takes by doing this ritual than what he lets on. And, you know, Laureate isn't happy about that, and he wants borderline. It's, it would almost seem like he wants Saverin to ask his permission before he does something like that again. Laureate has to understand, has to come to understand, he can't de make demands on Saverin in that nature, you know, requiring that he tell him every single thing about whatever magic he's working but that he just has to be there for him in the aftermath and occasionally, you know, be around to pull him back into reality and, you know, give him a nice little wake up call. Likewise, Saverin has to learn how to occasionally lean on someone else and also take into consideration the feelings of others as he's now taking on essentially a husband and a kid. So this overall was a cute and sweet little story and I enjoyed it a lot. I again kind of wish I had been able to read the series from beginning to this point but starting at this point did not leave me terribly confused. There was just enough reference to what the previous characters um, or the characters had done previously in other novels for me to understand their history to get to each other 
I would just like to read the other books in the series just to kind of have the whole venture for myself. Um, but this is another book that I got as an ARC, um, you know, and was able to review and have thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, will definitely be willing to read more from the author. Apparently, from what I've seen, this is a book that was released previously and then re-released under a new publisher. So... What I got was a fairly, um, a well-written novel that was polished. It was edited fine. I didn't see any real typos or anything in there. And it was formatted great. And an overall enjoyable story that it took me a little bit over a day to read just because of the, you know, struggles of life with having to, you know, do that thing called work um, and parenting. But in my downtime, I managed to finish this and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And would look for more books from this particular author if given a chance. Definitely gonna go find those first three books though, because this was uh fun read. And while I may not be as connected to the other characters or I may not find them quite as interesting just because I like sorcerers better, I think I could get into the rest of the series. And if there's another book after this, I'm definitely on that. Now, with that being said, we've come to the end of yet another show again these review shows will always be this short so if you have any suggestions any questions um if you happen to be an author who has a book that needs a review on it and you want to send it to me whatever the case may be feel free to send those to me on my website at dracosden.com or you can contact me on social media facebook instagram and twitter at dracosden um, the website got a little bit of an update just so it would be easier for folks to find the donate button that was kind of pointed out to me that it was only showing on the blog page. So I made sure to put it on the home page too in case you don't immediately go to where the blog is and you want it to donate to keep things going on the show and of course keep your odds of being able to suggest things and get priority up at the front. There's that option. Obviously, you can also still donate from the Anchor website. Uh, or from, yeah, from the Anchor website. There's a link to that wherever you might be listening to this to get back to it. So, as far as what's coming in the future, I know I have at least one more arc that I will be reading. And then once I'm done with in the next couple of days, we'll definitely get around to reviewing I may come across some more and, you know, I'll keep doing these reviews just because I like them and they're short and posting them up on my website and everything. But until the next time and until the next longer show, maybe, um, I will sign off here. Everyone stay safe during these problematic times and stay safe, stay healthy and catch you later.